This is the word to stand on for life with Pastor Ron Arbaugh. The word to stand on for life is a radio ministry of Calvary Chapel in San Antonio. A live call-in show here to help you answer your questions about the Bible and how to apply the Word to your daily life. For more information on Calvary Chapel, visit our website, calvarysa.com. Get your Bible questions ready and call in now to 210-340-9585. It's The Word to Stand On for Life with Pastor Ron Arbaugh. Welcome to the program. It's Thursday. It's the date day edition of the Word to Stand On for Life. I'm Pastor Ron Arbaugh from Calvary Chapel in San Antonio, Texas. Live in studio with me today is the most beautiful girl in Texas. Paula is live for your calls and questions. All you have to do is call us, 210-340-9585. That's 340-9585. If you're outside the local San Antonio area, you can call toll-free at 877-630-KSLR. That's 630-5757. You can email questions to us by emailing questions at calvarysa.com, or you can send them in with our free Calvary Chapel mobile app. If you're driving in your car, the safest way to call is using the free KSLR mobile app. Um, Just hit the call now banner at the top of the screen and you will be connected directly to the studio producer. One more time for our main number. It's 340-9585. Paula, welcome to the show. Thank you. I guess you know what you're going to talk about. Oh, well, okay, yeah. (laughs) I'm going to remind everybody. Like you probably were going to about to have Jesus. No, go ahead. Okay. Pastor Juan's going to be on the show tomorrow. Oh, yeah. That's going to be awesome. I love my Pastor Juan. Um, But anyway, yes, Saturday, 11 to 3, Joy of Jesus. And for those who want to help um, set up and tear down, I think they're getting there as early as 6, especially 07. Okay, but I think the coffee ministry people are going to get there. At seven two, okay. I'm not um, a coffee drinker, but um, I understand that it's impossible to work until you've had your coffee. Some people just cannot function. <laughs> it's like let's pray for them to get to the park safely enough. But yeah, so joy of Jesus. You know, it seemed like it was just here, and Sam was saying, okay, three hundred and sixty-four days, and then now it's two days. <laughs> it just goes so fast. Our life is flying by, but it should be really. Nine days, but the city had a little issue, and uh, you know the coolest thing I was thinking about is though it's an issue maybe for them and for us a little bit. Before the foundation of the earth, Jesus knew it was going to be October nineteenth, two thousand nineteen, and so I was kind of thinking when I went home, um, you know, okay, Lord, some of the people that we normally have there aren't going to be there, and He's like, uh, yeah, what else? Uh, but how cool it's going to be because he always shows up every single year. Um, sometimes it's been rainy, it's been cold, but when it's time for joy of Jesus to start, the the rain stops, the sun comes out, and, you know, it's just uh, one of those 
magnificent, spectacular days. It kind of like reminded me how we just sent out, you know, Ellis and them to the other side of town, and we don't get to see them anymore, hardly at all. Um, hopefully we'll see them at Joy of Jesus. We'll get to see them at Joy of mm-hmm. Jesus, for sure. But that's a big, big chunk that left our church that we are so used to seeing, and I'm kind of sad that I don't get to see them all the time. And yet, um, there are so many people, because I've been on the worship team the last two weeks, there's so many new people that I haven't even got to meet yet because I've been on the stage on the worship team. I can't do my regular running around. Um, and so the Lord just, he knows what he's doing. So I, I'm excited. Um, and I'm, I was asking the Lord today, Lord, am I really ready um, to be the person that you want me to be? You know, our worship team isn't singing. And so um, we'll have other music, of course, but the worship team that used to sing at Jesus, we're not singing, which kind of opens up doors for us to do other things, you know, getting us stretched to do, you know, other ministry. And so I don't know what God's going to do with me. I'm going to dance with the kids, LW. (laughs) (laughs) By way of explanation for, for those of you in the audience, um, we've had Joy of Jesus on the last Saturday of October every year. I think this is 20 or 21 years. And um, um, we've gone over the years through some battles with the city. Um, you know, different administrations come and go, and they have different agendas. And uh, in one one year, they didn't want uh, the homeless in that part of San Antonio. Um, and, and so uh, they... they they tried to freeze us out and things worked out. They couldn't do it. Well, this year, a month ago, we found out that they had given away our date, even though we have reserved it every year, they've given away our date. So uh, our people plan every year, all year for the last Saturday in October. So we've got a bunch of people who aren't going to be able to be there because they're going to be out of town. They're going to be doing other things. Uh, It's especially difficult for those who are hairstylists and barbers and things because Saturday is a big business Mm -hmm. day for them. And uh, they had plans for the the last Saturday, and now we have to say it's this Saturday, and they can't make it. So it's just going to be a little bit different this year. But but Paula, what you said, Jesus always shows up, always uh, does. is a is is the encouraging word. Mm-hmm. Um, that's it. Paula said everything except where it is. It's going to be at Travis Park mm-hmm. in downtown San Antonio. We'd love to meet you if you're a radio listener. Um, come on out. Tell somebody in a red shirt. We got all these boxes and boxes of red shirts delivered today. Um, uh, find somebody in a red shirt, tell them you want to meet Pastor Ron and Paula, and we would love to do that. 11 o'clock to 3 o'clock uh, this coming Saturday uh, at Travis Park in downtown San Antonio. What's your favorite thing about Joy of Jesus? My favorite thing is I, uh, meeting new people. Meeting new people. For uh, a lot of years, there was this one guy named Anthony. Uh, I haven't seen him for the last maybe three or four years and the prayer is that he got saved um he got off drugs and he's walking with the lord somewhere other than here and he's doing well that's the prayer um but i haven't seen him in a long time uh but last year i met this lady named Joni, and so my prayer has been lord i really don't you know you don't want to see the same homeless people there every year um in the same situation but it's kind of fun when you go and um, they now have an apartment and they have a job and they're doing better and they come back to say, you know, um, 
not so much thank you, but it was kind of a a, a boost uh, for me to get get back right with the Lord and or um, thank you for your prayer because um, I, I took you up on, you know, just stop doing wrong and learn to do right. You know, not that they got saved or anything, just people know what's right and what's wrong. So anyway, this lady named Joni last year, oh, she was something else. And the Lord puts people in our lives because she was not, she's not anybody I would choose to be um, a friend with, but because Jesus loves people. And you've been teaching us. And I, I brought some notes today um, that we are to engage the the difficult ones. And so, anyway, so sometimes I could be a little rough around the edges. Well, so was Joni. <laughs> and Joni did not want to wait in line. And because, you know, she was kind of um, outspoken, she was letting the people who were in front of her in line know that she needed them, demanded them to get out of the way, that she deserved to go first. And so mm, I'm thinking, okay, Lord, here we are, you know, Joni, you got to wait just like everybody else. And she was not happy about that, but the Holy Spirit just kind of took over, and, and we didn't battle in a bad way. It was just one of those things where, like, the boldness of the Lord said, no, you're going to wait. And um, she was okay with that. And then we got to talking, you know, and I said, you know, you're kind of scary. <laughs> <laughs> and I, you know maybe it's one of those things where you need to be scary because you're out here on the street but not today you know and when we, we saw the video on Sunday here at church of that man saying there's no violence out here everybody's in a good mood and a happy mood and so um, it was kind of fun to be able to use by the to be used by the Lord to say not today and for her to, you know, kind of straighten up. It, it, and she, she did she did well after that. You know, Paula, the, the, we showed a video here at church. Um, you know, every year we got new people that are coming into the church, and they've never been to a jury. Jesus don't know what to expect. So we show a short three-minute video mm-hmm. um, uh, of, of of previous years. La- this this year was actually last year's that, that, mm-hmm. that we showed. Mm-hmm. And um, uh, it really hit my heart hard when that guy being interviewed, he said, you know, this is the way things should be. There's no violence out here. And it really gripped my heart because I realized that that's what those people live with every single day, 24 hours a day. Yeah. Uh, violence is always around them. They're always sleeping with one eye open. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, people try to steal anything that they have. A lot of them have dogs mm-hmm. to yeah. help protect them. Yeah. Uh, it's 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 really difficult, and, and I I just thought for a moment after seeing that video, um, the, the the oppression of living in violence all the time, mm-hmm. and this guy said everybody's happy. Then he said this is the way it should be, yeah. and I've been asked a lot of times over the years, Paulo, what's our goal or what's our motivation for Joy of Jesus? What do we get from it? Mm-hmm. And the answer is we get nothing. Uh, we we give everything away. 
Um, we minister to the people face to face, hand to hand. We sit down and eat with them. Mm-hmm. We we uh, provide clothing. We provide haircuts and makeovers and uh, medical attention and massages. Mm-hmm. Um, um, there's a, a, a safe place for kids to be out there where the kids can just have fun. And and I remember a conversation I had with the city when they were trying to to move Joy of Jesus anywhere but Travis Park. Mm-hmm. And they said, why are you so insistent on Travis Park? And I said, look, that's where the homeless population is. And we just want to be kind one day. Mm-hmm. We have no agenda. Mm-hmm. We're not making a political statement. Mm-hmm. This has nothing to do with what we feel about homelessness or people living on the streets. We just want to be kind to them for one day. Yeah. And and the clothing that we provide, the, the angel covers, the, the uh, bicycles. Mm-hmm. I think we've got over 140 bicycles to give away. And I saw this year. No, not quite that many, but I think I saw two more brand new ones out at the front door yeah. to give away. Yeah, amazing. It's just it's just people that want to be kind. Yeah. And um, you know, I, I just imagine Jesus smiling uh, because that's exactly where he would be on Saturday, and it's exactly <laughs> what he would be doing, mm-hmm. expecting nothing in return. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, there are always a few people, 15, 20 people who, who make professions of faith. Mm-hmm. We give everybody the opportunity. Mm-hmm. Um, we don't even know if those professions of faith are genuine or not. Yeah. But, but um, what we've done is we've, leave, we've left in that park sort of a, 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 an aroma of love. And they know for one day there were people who sat with them and spoke with them, mm-hmm. didn't look down on them, mm-hmm. gave them stuff if they needed it. They get personal shoppers at in the line for clothing, for clothing mystery, they're yeah. asked what's your size you know what do you like and that person stays with that person helping them pick out what what they need mm-hmm. it's an amazing thing we also have a ministry that if they have clothes that they need to be repaired we have ladies with their sewing machines and their needles and their threads ready to help them repair the article. You know, I, I was laughing just last year because I rel- realized uh, how busy the, the ladies, it's, <laughs> it's called Whosoever mm-hmm. is the ministry mm-hmm. name, and how busy they were. Oh, yeah. And I just thought, well, why don't somebody, somebody just take them over to the clothing so they can get some new clothes uh-huh. that are in really good shape. Mm-hmm. And some of those people are so attached to the clothing that they have, they just wanted them fixed. That's right. And, and the ladies were burning up the sewing machines mm-hmm. uh, in the process, just, just doing the work. So it's really a, a, an amazing thing. Uh, thousands of people will be in the park um, throughout the day Saturday. And it gives us an opportunity to minister to them. We've got security there. SAPD will be there for mm-hmm. us. Um, uh, it, it's it's grassroots ministry, yeah. face to face, hand to hand. And uh, it's uh, we we come home uh, Saturday afternoon. We're always tired, um, but we we just think, wow, I'm so proud of the people. Yeah, uh, at we the say this every year too. I'm tired, but it's a good time. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah. It, it's just that's what we're supposed to do. We're just supposed to to minister. Paula, let's stop for a moment and take a phone call. We got Jeff on line one from San you. Antonio. Jeff, thanks for calling. You're on the air. Hi, Paula. Hi, <laughs> Jeff. I cannot wait to meet you. You too. I'm sorry, Pastor Ron. It's just a jerk reaction. She's on on the show today. <laughs> I, I just, Jeff, I, Jeff, Jeff, that's my whole life. <laughs> 
Well, you get to say hi to him four days out of the week. You know, I'm just know special today, so no, no guilt, no guilt zone. And what's your wife's name? Veronica. Veronica. I already love her. I'm glad. I yeah. She already loves you. Mm. Hey, apart uh, from that, that gorgeous study last night on Isaiah's psalm, I never heard it interpreted as mm-hmm. a psalm, but yes, and, and the invitation and the seek, call, focus, return. Um, mm-hmm. Oh, that was just awesome. But I, I, I wanted you, to share with you, Pastor Ron, that, that I grew up on the Florida coast, like three blocks from, from the beach. So we've got that in common, salt water. <laughs> phenomenal. But I, I need to ask you this. Tell me about your shirt last night. I want one. But there must be oh, a story man. that shirt. There must be a story behind that shirt. <laughs> Actually, you know, uh, when uh, I don't know how to explain this. I'm uh, I'm a really... He's average. a shirt snob. Yeah. That's but what he's trying to say. I'm an average, like, ordinary. There's nothing flashy about me. And, and um, um, you know, I'm, I'm, people are watching me. And um, so the, the one thing I do is I dress up wearing shirts, nice shirts. Uh, that shirt last night was interesting. Uh, we had a, a, a man retired from the military. Uh, and I get comments a lot about the different shirts that I wear. But uh, this one guy came up to me and he said, Pastor Ron. That's the most discombobulated shirt I've ever seen you wear. It was Ryan. And and I just said, I said, Ryan, I don't know if that's a compliment. And I goes, well, I like the shirt. It's just, it doesn't go together. Yeah, yeah. But um, it's just, it's just a style shirt I wear. And uh, I enjoy uh, wearing shirts. And it's kind of become a, a thing that people look for now when they come to church. So mm-hmm. uh, no story behind it other than um, I'm trying to dress up this very... I'm like the... the At least I want to be like the tabernacle in the wilderness. I'm really, really plain on the outside. <laughs> but, but, yeah. but uh, you know, I hope there's a treasure on the inside as, yeah. I, as I share Christ. Hey, by the way, thank you for, for listening to last night's Bible study. I think it's really one of the most important studies yeah. that we've done in, in the, the book of Isaiah. Yeah, we're going to talk about it later, right? Okay. That's up to you. Yeah, that's up to me. Yeah, he's the guy, Jeff, yeah. when we go to 31 Flavors. We go to 31 Flavors. <laughs> and he says, uh, what would you like? He's like, uh, Vanilla. <laughs> well, that, that oh, yeah. certainly was not a vanilla shirt last night. So, <laughs> no, no, it wasn't. No. Yeah. I, I want to uh, tell you guys, well, while you were gone last week, I was thinking about a lot about this book that you're going to write. I mean, I think you're going to write it because you got everything there, and I didn't see your hands. So I, I started jotting down just to kind of help you out, you know, some, some chapter titles to kind of help you get started with your book. And okay. I'd share a couple of them with you. Do you want to hear a few of them? Sure. You know I do. Okay. Don't worry. I'll take care of you, says the used car man. Uh, <laughs> God really didn't want us in that clubhouse anyway. $10 bills really do fly, Paula. You know that's right. Huh? <laughs> you too can live on bologna sandwiches for months. <laughs> this one I like really how, how much do you want for that television <laughs> <laughs> got you Paul uh, yeah you sure did <laughs> Pepperdine or bus 
Oh, what oh, a great yeah. story that was. That was such a, 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 a pivotal moment in my walk with the Lord. So, yeah, thank you. Yeah, do you have just, just to... Yeah. Okay. okay, okay, go. There's two more. Hey, uh, is that tape on the soles of your shoes? <laughs> <laughs> he really did listen, didn't he? <laughs> <laughs> Launch your music ministry with only three chords. <laughs> <laughs> That's all you need. Jesus will take the risk. But but here's here's the serious one. Here's the here's the serious one. Okay. R- writing the new chap writing the new chapter, Acts twenty nine. Yeah. Amen. You know, amen. Yeah. Amen. Yeah. yeah. So, Actually Jeff, the, the book is, is probably two thirds completed and um uh, the title is Paul is Jesus. Mm-hmm. And uh, so we're we pr- pray for it. Pray pray that it will get finished. It's it's a labor of love, yeah. uh, but but uh, pray pray that it will get finished. Yeah, yeah. we're we're we are the free food. Yeah, yeah. we are the delivers yeah, of it, but we're not the writers of it. Yeah, yeah. Amen. That's the truth. Yeah. Well, y'all have a great Thank day. You, Jeff. Can't wait for joy, Jesus. We'll see you later. See you We'll see see you Saturday, Jeff. Can't wait to meet you in person. In Veronica. 340-9585. Let's go to uh, an anonymous call on line two. Anonymous, thanks for holding. You're on the air. Oh, we lost anonymous. Uh, I I hope this isn't the same anonymous. We have several people that call anonymously. But we lost one yesterday. He or she couldn't hold mm-hmm. and they, they had to hang up because we had so many other calls okay. and it, we just lost them again. So Anonymous, mm-hmm. we'll take your call the minute you call. If you just let us know if you get the, the opportunity to call back. Um, Paula, we are inside of, uh, we're about four minutes. So what do you want to talk about for four minutes? Oh, we got Anonymous back. Okay. Anonymous, you're on the air. Thank you for calling back. Four minutes. Uh, is this the pastor? Yes, I anonymous. Um, uh, something I'd like to say, sir, about um, the devil and the uh, spiritual warfare that you know that goes on in a Christian's life. You know, it's just it's like we're kids, and the devil's a big bully, and we need Jesus uh, to stand up for us and take up for us. You know, because he, I say to the Lord all the time. Lord Jesus, I need you to fight the devil. I need you to take up my battles. And I tell him, apart from, apart from you, Jesus, I can do nothing. So, Pastor, my question is, what else must I do to help minimize or relinquish these many, many vicious attacks from the devil? I'll listen to your response over the radio. Okay, thank you, Anonymous. Spiritual warfare is a real thing, and I think the first thing we have to do is realize that just as as you anonymous are no match for the devil, the devil is no match for Jesus. Um, and and here's this is the most practical thing I can tell you. There's you know walking in the will of God and doing right and not doing wrong and being in the Word of God and and being a part of a local church, being involved in church. All those things are vital to strengthen us against the attacks of the enemy. But for me, the the most beneficial thing that I've ever done was decide many, many years ago. I'll, I'll never forget, and we're, we're inside three minutes. So i got to do this quickly, Paul. But when I was a brand-new Christian, um, I, I used to, to, I was running and taking long walks. And I remember one day in particular, um, I, I was just out of the door of our house and maybe gone 100 yards. 
uh, just starting to pray and just starting to, to, to run a little bit. And, and th- this dreadful darkness came over me. And, and I sprinted uh, probably two miles uh, just to get up to the street. And all I could think about was, I got to call Paul, ask her to pray. I got to call Paul and ask her to pray. And and it, back then they had pay phones mm-hmm. everywhere, I so I ran into a restaurant and had a pay phone, and um, uh, and I, I I was out in my gym clothes, so I didn't have didn't any have uh, uh, any money, mm-hmm. didn't have a pocket, and um, um, I I was going through the the change slots, and there was um, uh, enough change in one of the phones to make a phone call, so I called Paula and I said, Paula, I'm under attack. I feel like like death is all around me. Please, please pray. And um, um, she did, and and sort of the the the, the presence was broken. Um, but when I was walking back home, just spending the time with the Lord, the Lord said to me uh, again, speaking to my heart. He said. Um, let me fight those fights for you. You stay focused on me. You keep talking to me. I'll fight those fights for you. In Hebrews, Jesus is called our big brother. And um, I had a big brother, Anonymous, who was uh, six foot one when he was 11 years old. And um, um, I was a little mouthy kid. And I was small. And I was always getting myself in trouble, mouth shout, shooting off. And uh, I used to tell people, look, you can try to fight me, but my big brother's going to come and get you. And, and Jesus brought that to memory. And um, what, I, what I really needed to do was let Jesus have all those battles. That way I'm not spending one minute of one day speaking to the devil or thinking about him. Um, I'm just letting Jesus handle all those things. So that's the most practical thing that I can tell you. We've got 30 minutes left on the date day edition. Paula's got lots to talk about. 340-9585. We'd love your live calls. We'll see you back in two minutes. Back to the Word to Stand On for Life. We're taking your calls at 340-9585 or toll-free 877-630-KSLR. Now, here's Pastor Ron Arbaugh. Welcome back to the second half of the Date Day Edition. Paula, you haven't got the chance to say much, so it's your show. That's okay. I'm loving this. <laughs> I, Jeff's call was just... You're still awesome. laugh, not laughing, no break about some mm-hmm, of these things. Mm-hmm. And then the anonymous caller, I heard you say yesterday, he always has really good questions. And so um, this, is a, this is a good show. I'm glad I'm on here today. <laughs> <laughs> um, you know, as we were talking, uh, Sunday and Wednesday's messages were just so good. But I want to even go back to um, the one where you did... Uh, the Sunday before we left for a vacation, um, where that one, Luke 18, where it says, what can I do for you? Jesus asking, you know, my, my, my title is, like Jeff, what can I do for you, Paula? And says Jesus, who has unlimited resources. And, you know, for me, um, the fact that Jesus would, would ask, he would care enough. And this is what Zacchaeus' story um, no, this, this is blind oh, this yes. is blind Bartimaeus, that's right. Um, that he would stop in verse 40. He stopped as blind Bartimaeus is yelling out, you know, 
son of David, you know, come help me. I want to see. I want, you know, I want to see. And they said, shh, 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 don't be bugging the teacher kind of thing. And he's like, son of David, even louder. I love that as well. But the, that Jesus would stop. Verse 40 of Luke 18 is an amazing thing. And and what what I said in, in when I got to verse 41 is, um, have you heard Jesus stop and say to you, what do you want me to do for you? Mm-hmm. It's not, what can I do for you? It's not, okay, what would make your life better? What do you want me to do for you? And Jesus will ask all of us that question if we take the time. Mm-hmm. And one of the one of the real tragedies of our such busy lives, Paula, is that we don't slow down enough to get in the Word, to take some time and talk to the Lord. Mm-hmm. Because there's, there's, I think every day he, He's going to say, what do you want me to do for you? Mm-hmm. I mean, that's who He is. Yeah. And blind Bartimaeus said, duh, I want to see. Mm-hmm. And, and Jesus said, your faith has healed you. Yeah. You know, before we left, I'm just thinking about this right now, but before we left on vacation, uh, we were handed a piece of paper that just had the word yes on it. And to me, this that was kind of like sometimes as we're walking along and we're praying, you know, you say this from the pulpit sometimes, Jesus is like, just ask me. I want to say yes. Just ask me. I want to say yes. Um, and so he asked this question, what do you want me to do for you? And so, you know, it's... I think sometimes we think Jesus is limited to this that one thing, one time, and so we just sweat, you know, like, oh man, what could, what should it be, um, you know, what should it be, what should it be? I'm thinking, Lord, I want, I want to, I want to have your heart. You know, somebody asked me what did I want them to pray for me, for before we left on vacation. Um, Lord, I want to be way more grateful, and I, I want a, a much more humble heart. And one person said, okay, I'll, I'm going to come into that every day. The other person asked me the same question, and I gave the same answer, and they're like, oh, man, okay. And I thought, why? What, what do they mean by oh, man? You know, he's going to answer that prayer. It's going to be rough kind of a thing. And yet, just like you, um, when we think about Jesus, uh, why would we be afraid to ask, like, oh, man, that's going to be tough. Like, you don't have to pray for patience. You're going to be given, you know. No, no, no. Jesus is going to do what's best for me. And that's what's good for me. And I shouldn't be afraid of asking, you know, Lord, I I want to be more grateful. And so last night, it was really kind of cool because I think I got my answer. Last night as I walked into church, I was telling you, this little girl, Kieran, she's sitting at the front door. <laughs> and this is what she was saying. Thank you, 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 thank you. Just on and on and on. And I was like, and she had just a big smile on her face, and she was holding her heart. And so I'm thinking, wow, she's thanking Jesus. Thank you, thank you, singing a song to Jesus. So I asked her, who are you thanking? Are you thanking Jesus? She said, no. I was like, what? She said, no, I'm giving thanks. I'm thanking for fruits and vegetables. I was like, well, that's a good thing, too. And then I thought, I wonder if her mom and dad are training her to be thankful for those things that sometimes we don't necessarily like. <laughs> you know, we want candy. We don't want um, 
healthy food. We want we want candy and sodas. And, and she said, nope, thank you for my vegetables. Thank you for my fruit. I think mom and dad have been trying to train her <laughs> in the right way. But, you know, I'm thinking, Lord, I want to be more grateful. And the Lord says, good. Though I don't always like what's best for me, I know that when you say, Paula, if you do what is right, will it not go well with you? And so I have a choice. You know, we all have a choice. We know what God's word says. And so we get to walk in obedience or we choose not to. And when we choose not to, it's not going to work out so well. And so I'm thinking Kieran might be sitting there saying, thank you, thank you, thank you, thank you, thank you for the fruits and the vegetables because I feel so much better. And then Paul, though he was in prison when he said this, he said, rejoice. Again, I say rejoice. You know, our world is so upside down and ugly right now that sometimes, you know, you were saying for us last night, don't be on our news feeds quite as much. Um, get off of your phone and really connect back with the Lord um, because that's the only way I'm going to be able to rejoice um, is when I think pretty soon Jesus is going to come back and all this is going to be over. Uh, and then the other thing I was thinking of being thankful, though we may not like what's best for us, is when Jesus said to his disciples, it's good for you that I go away. At that time, they weren't saying, thank you, thank you, thank you, thank you, thank you. They were like, no. He was like, excuse me, pardon me, what did you say? What's going to happen to me now? <laughs> and so the thank yous were just reminding me, I can be thankful. Yeah. Paula, the, 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 um, the, the context of, of talking about the news feeds and social media and all that last night was, uh, I was just asking the people, you know, the, the, the Lord says in Isaiah 55, eat what is good. Mm-hmm. Um, it's it's good and it's free, and of course everything God has for us is free. Mm-hmm. Uh, but, but why spend your money on on things that won't satisfy? And um, you know the key to a vibrant walk with the Lord is to spend time with Him. Mm-hmm. And uh, what I was asking the church to do here last night was to to consider how much time they spend on their phones, how much time they spend on Facebook, how much time they spend on other social media platforms. Um, compared to the time they spend in the Word, the time they spend with Jesus alone in prayer. And and I said, you know, if as a priority you'll put Jesus first, then then Jesus said that uh, he wants you to, to eat from the richest of fare mm-hmm. in that passage mm-hmm. last night. And, you know, so many of us are going to this cheap, crummy buffet every day of the world uh, where the food is old and hard and some of it rotting away. Uh, and Jesus says, no, I've got this fresh food for you. I've got this living water for you. Mm-hmm. And unfortunately, we just don't um, prioritize um, properly. And we, then we wonder why our lives aren't rich and satisfying. And I think that's why. You were talking about Karen and being, being saying thank you, thank you, thank you. Mm-hmm. Uh, tell the quick story about the, the homeless guy in uh, at the beach last week on vacation. Oh, yeah. Well, the first, <clears throat> the first time we walked by him, you know, uh, you already had made up your mind you're going to give him a 
few dollars. So, you know, how you doing? I've been better, mm. you know, kind of a thing. And, and he just turned his back and laid back down. And, and he was just sleep on the sidewalk. He wasn't asking for anything. No, he wasn't asking yeah. at all. Uh-uh. Um, and, but I've been better, you know, kind of thing. And so you just kind of pray quietly for him and go on. Well, the next day we go by the same guy. And I noticed the day before he had a huge bag of grapes that somebody had given him. And then this next day, if if I hadn't just eaten, I would have said, well, just give it to me. Because <laughs> he had this avocado toast. It was just looked delicious. The toast, the tomato, the avocado, all this. All and, and it was from, we're coming from uh, to a park where a car was parked. Yeah. He was laying on the sidewalk, but it was right by a, a bunch of restaurants. Yes. And so this was fresh. It looked like there was even a little bit of steam inside the plastic <laughs> thing. Like it was fresh, fresh, you know. Anyway, I, uh, I was like, oh, Nice to see you again, you know. See, you got some good food. He said, yeah. It was just like whatever kind of thing. Yeah, he, I don't like it or I'm allergic to it. That's what he said. He said, well, I don't like it. Mm-hmm. I was like, what? It must be pretty okay to be homeless where you live. But he was not grateful at all. And, um, you know, not not diminishing because there's a backstory. There's a story there. And so that's what I'm taking into even Joy Jesus. There's a backstory, but a lot of times people just are the way they are because they want to be that way. Not all are homeless because they have to be. Some are homeless because they want to be. They don't want to be under anybody's authority. They don't want to work a nine-to-five. And I don't want to go with a bad attitude, but that's that's the case in some instances. And this man was not—he wasn't belligerent, but he wasn't grateful. You know, Paul. That's why the, the the homeless problem is such a difficult one. Um, it, it's an it's an unsolvable social issue. Mm-hmm. Uh, there are no answers. Um, most major cities, certainly here in San Antonio, has gone out of their way to to uh, provide safe shelter. Uh, we talked earlier about the guy who said, "There's no violence out here." Uh, you know, people want to sleep, and there's a there's this pretty safe place that they could sleep. Um, their security and uh, the, the the problem is they've got to abide by rules mm-hmm. to sleep there, mm-hmm. and and the truth is, the majority of the people that are homeless in this nation don't want to abide by any rules, mm-hmm. and and when we allow them to um, be without law, without rules, um, then their behavior escalates and gets more aggressive in the panhandling and the the, the, the other associated crimes. Mm-hmm. Um, so, so there's it's not a problem that's going to be solved. It's yeah. certainly not going to be solved like San Francisco or LA is doing by just giving them free reign to do whatever they want, where they want. Mm-hmm. It's not going to be solved by throwing them all in jail. Mm-hmm. Uh, and and our whole focus on Joy of Jesus is is just to let every one of them for four hours forget for just a, just a time the pain of their lives mm-hmm. uh, they're safe there's food mm-hmm. there's clothing they can they can take enough, there's no limit on the amount of clothing they can take there's new shoes there's there's haircuts there's all kinds of things um, and you know just just a one day break from the the violence, the pain in their lives, mm-hmm. and that's all we want to do. And it's mm-hmm. one of the reasons that it's such a, a a great joy for us 
to go out and do Joy of Jesus. I love the fact that our whole medical staff is out there, mm-hmm. and we tend to lots of wounds mm-hmm. and deal with some things. There's uh, usually an ambulance or two that has to be called because people's conditions are so mm-hmm. severe. Uh, but but they know they're getting helped. Uh, I was I mentioned earlier the massage ministry. We've got a bunch of people in the church who who are massage therapists, and uh, they got the table set up out there. And to see some of those really hurting, tired, homeless people mm-hmm. get up on one of those tables and melt in it when somebody starts rubbing mm-hmm. on their back, uh, it, it's it's just a, a a great respite for for just a brief time. Yeah, the eyeglass ministry. Yeah. You know, people, the ladies have a ministry where all year people have been getting giving them glasses. Uh, one man said, I can see, like the blind, blind man, I can see, I can see. And then there's always a skit where uh, Jesus is clearly portrayed. And he's walking around that park all day, all day. And if it's only for one person who says like maybe the man who was in our in our in our video you know there's no violence out here today well in heaven there'll be no no violence either um it, with Christ he's he can he can take that broken life and make it into something and we have several people um in our church who used to be those broken people who can really tell them yeah but if you just give your life to Jesus you'll find your value because he gave everything for you. Mm-hmm. Um, he, can, he can redirect your life from those things that you now feel guilty about, and they do, maybe a little less than they used to because they're just trying to survive. But everybody knows that there's got to be something better than this. It's just that not everybody really truly believes that they can be freed. In the first half of the show, Paul, I said we don't get anything out of it. Um, but but we we have gotten some things. Um, um, one year at Joy of Jesus, we found a lead guitar player. Mm-hmm. And, and you know, he didn't know, we didn't know, but um, um, he, he surrendered his heart to Christ, um, got off of the substances that he was on, showed us his bench that he used to sleep on. Mm-hmm. Well, he's been playing lead guitar in our Sunday worship team now for what, 15, 16, 17 years? Yeah, at least. And and see, that's that's the, the idea. People's lives can change. Jesus will change them if they let him. Mm-hmm. And, um, you know, I get a chance to hug Ken um, every Sunday and whenever I see him. But, but I, I just am so grateful to God for him. And he just says, no, 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 Pastor Ron. I'm the grateful one. No, we, we've gotten our money's worth on this. Jesus costs a lot of money. Mm-hmm. But, but we've gotten our money's worth many, many times over just with that one guy. Yeah, yeah. It's, it's an amazing thing because all day long you'll, you'll see Jesus walking around the park. The youth, our youth here, who they want everybody saved. They go two in, two on two. And they're talking not just to people their own age, but you see them talking to and praying with um, people of all ages. Uh, again, like we, again, you say we sit and eat with them, talk with them, touch them. You know, um, yeah. Some those haircuts. That's that's still your favorite place to go. Sure. Yeah, 
when the people get their haircuts and, and so many of the homeless have all those children. That just breaks my heart. Um, you know, they get their haircuts and they look so different. Yeah. Yeah. And, and uh, that gives me the opportunity to share if, if uh, there are some uh, believers who are barbers or hairstylists um, uh, and, and you want to show up, we'll put you to work. I mean, the, the lines, it's always the place where the lines are really, really long. And because haircuts take a, a, some time, mm-hmm. um, you know, there's there's always some people getting a little bit uh, edgy. Yeah, especially you know, uh, as the day as the comes day to the on. end. Yeah, they're like, but, am I going to get my haircut? Am um, I going to get my haircut? If, if you are interested in doing that, we would love to have you. Uh, just come to the park and ask for go go to where their haircuts are being given and ask for Derek. Mm-hmm. Uh, Derek is heading up the ministry this year. Mm-hmm. Uh, we've had one lady heading it up for gosh, oh my goodness, twelve yeah. fifteen years, mm-hmm. and she had to move to the East Coast. So yeah. Derek is uh, is leading it up, mm-hmm. and, and he's gonna he's gonna be sure to try to instruct you on you know what to say, how to say, or if you get into any kind of a situation that you can flag him down and mm-hmm. he'll be. Happy to help you. Yeah, we've always got security close by, so it's mm-hmm. not something anybody has to worry about mm-hmm. uh, in terms of safety. Um, another thing, Paul, that we tell our church all the time, and I might mention to anybody who's coming, we're not out there to give people money. You know, the people on the home, who are homeless, they're on the streets. They're very clever and they're very manipulative. Mm-hmm. They all got a big and story. And they've got a story that will sound <laughs> so genuine, it will melt your heart. And boy, they're going to go home and get back into drug rehab. And mm-hmm. they just need a bus ticket. Um, you know, we're like Peter. Gold and silver have I none, but what I have I give to you in the name of Jesus Christ of Nazareth. Mm-hmm. Rise and walk. Mm-hmm. And... Um, it's hard because we want to do more. You know, our hearts are tender and compassionate. We want to do more, but money doesn't help them. Mm-mm. We're not out there to give money. I tell our people, don't even take money. Yep. So it's just one of those things where we've got to realize that um, um, we have the treasure of the universe. And that's what we're there to deliver. We're there to introduce people to Jesus Christ. If they want to, they can. If they don't want to, that's on them. Mm-hmm. But um, we're there to give them the opportunity to change more than just one day. Mm-hmm. But, but of course, they have to make that choice. Yes. And again, if you want to come and you bring your children, there is a fenced-in, gated, um, secure area for the children. They even have their own porta potty in their area so they don't have to venture out throughout the whole park and so if you want to bring your kids they have games set up like crazy lots of adult supervision lots of adult supervision because most of these people have four and five kids themselves and they're (laughs) the ones that are in there making sure not only their kids but everybody else's kids are safe i'm i'm excited and then we're gonna have red shirts you know, I got some red shoes. Did right? you see the shirt when you came in? No. They're out there. They're in the boxes, but yeah. I didn't see them. Okay. The box wasn't open when I came in. But, yeah, it's going to be a, a, a really wonderful day, and I can't hardly wait. And then it goes away so fast, Pastor Ron, and we have to wait another whole year. But, yeah, it's going to be fun. Um, you're talking about invitation. At, at, oh, and throughout the day, I've heard that they're going to be giving the bikes away like 10 at a time throughout the day, hopefully, instead of at the All end at once, where yeah. it just 
goes on forever and it kind of takes the focus off of the altar call. Yeah, with as many bicycles as we received this year, I told them we've got to come up with something better mm -hmm. than we've been doing in the past. Mm -hmm. So they're going to do it throughout the day. We'll see how this works. Mm -hmm. But no. the altar call, where there's always a message given in English and in Spanish so everybody can hear. Everyone, Jesus is a, uh, he wants everyone to come to faith in the Lord Jesus Christ and and just giving out everything. He gave his life. We're giving out food and clothes and massages and, you know, eyeglasses and medical care and all that. He gave his life and that will be told and I'm praying even now that that message will penetrate some of those really down and out hard-hearted um, people who have no hope right now yeah. and Jesus will get through yeah and so we, we would covet your prayers for that uh, uh, between now and and at the end of the day on Saturday uh, and you know Paula uh, one of the things that's been shocking and heartbreaking uh, to us is that the the age, age of the homeless has gotten younger and younger ah, and younger yes. and we're seeing kids uh, who ought to be in high school somewhere uh, to, to, to 18 and 20 years old and you just see these kids who are so without hope and so lost and so hardened and and uh, in some cases mentally ill and yeah. it just it's um, it's an unspeakable tragedy uh, and yet you know again that's where Jesus would be mm -hmm. You know, in the early church, the first century church, it was made a bunch of homeless people because when Jews converted to Christianity, they, they were kicked, kicked out. out. Yeah. And so they became their own community. And we want to give the, the people at the park an opportunity to uh, be exposed to a different type of community. And um, God always shows off for us. Yeah. You know, you were saying last night too, um, to seek him and call on him because there is an expiration date. Um, you know, he's, you're either going to die or the rapture's going to happen, you know. And so that's one of those, um, uh, we got to hurry up and tell people because there's a limited amount of time. And, you know, even, the, you may not be able to understand me, but I, I'm going to tell you anyway. He loves you and he, he, he wants to take you to heaven. But, you know, you got to say, you got to accept the invitation. You got to walk with Jesus and away from, you know, this life that you've been living. So you're in shape to dance. Well, you know, I've been working out, and then I had practice with my with my team last night. But I'm not, I probably won't practice with them tomorrow night, so I can <laughs> save myself for Saturday. <laughs> so we'll see. But I'm ready. Oh yeah, I remember. I kind of remember most of the moves. It just, I'll, I'll take a a Tylenol for a preemptive strike. And then we'll see how. I, I don't know. I don't know how our our <laughs> youth, our kids' dance teams, mm -hmm. evolved into teams with some of the moms and grandmas. Great grandma. Yeah, yeah. Uh -huh. No, they, they were like, "Come on, grandma, you could do it. You could do it." Hey, thanks for tuning in today. Tomorrow, our outreach pastor, Pastor Juan Ortiz, will join us. We have two days and a wake up until Joy of Jesus, Saturday, 11 o'clock till 3 o'clock at Travis Park in downtown San Antonio. May the Lord bless you and keep you. I'll see you tomorrow on AM 630 The Word. Bye-bye. 
Thanks for spending this time with Calvary Chapel's The Word to Stand On for Life with Pastor Ron Arbaugh. The Word to Stand On for Life is on every weekday afternoon at 4, and Pastor Ron invites you to find out more about Calvary Chapel at calvarysa.com. The Word to Stand On for Life was sponsored by Calvary Chapel of San Antonio. Hello.